take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. All right, cool. We're going. Welcome back to From the Pit. <laughs> Fuck. We will not be joined by Ron tonight. Nah, he's no. dead. Something, yep, he's yeah. dead. He listened to too much Fallout Boy, and his <laughs> fucking balls dropped off, and he bled out. They just exploded just, right off. Yeah. It just, was uh, no one came to help because who wants to deal with all that ball gore? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. So it is another week, though. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you usually start asking people. So fuck that. How was your week? Uh-oh. Oh, upset. <laughs> that was pretty good. Fucking up the rhythm, yeah. Yeah. Flipping um, the script. My uh, my normal uh, normal work. Uh, don't think anything uh, too exciting. Oh, I did see Sausage Party, which was good. Yes, it's, it's what I wanted from it. it. Uh, there's a lot more to it than I expected there to be. Yes, like as far as the the story the whole plot line, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we're going with this. Yeah, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a good one. I went with my girlfriend. She kind of like, she's like, I don't know. I was expecting a little, little more. I was like, I think it was just overhyped for you. Yeah, but I was like, saying nothing can live up to that fucking hype machine. No, no, and. But it was still funny. Like, oh yeah, I'm willing to bet it. Like, I think it'll be funnier when I see it again after like giving it six months to cool mm-hmm. off. But I, I enjoyed it the first time. So, but, but other than that, friggin', uh, what is it? I've been. I was listening to Death Blow, which we will get back we'll go back into that a little bit later on yeah other than that also when i i was on Bandcap doing my weekly pickup of albums and then i picked up two not metal albums uh it was inga the last name's like Lil Strum or something like that and the other one was rachel eve and they were like experimental folk <coughs> albums oh word yeah okay cool Play me that banjo. <laughs> experimental folk, like experimental in what way? It's just it's not necessarily always traditional uh, folk. In the sense they might incorporate some elements that might be more ambient. Or they, they yeah. play folk while they're doing lab sciences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beakers are a main component. <laughs> and Bunsen burners. Yes. All of the Bunsen burners. All of the so many fucking Bunsen burners. And and sodium sodium and water labs, you know. No, they it's they, they it's because they don't necessarily play with a um like, okay, this is folk, we're just gonna play this. Okay. They might incorporate elements of other music with it. Cool. Like even I uh, know the the one, uh, Inga, she's uh she's done a whole bunch of shit. Like everything from like electronic stuff to rock stuff, so she just kind of dabbles in everything. She dabbler. Cool. Yeah. 
How about how about you, buddy? Huh? How was my week? Yeah. It was alright. Um Nothing too eventful happened really. I mean I guess we'll get into more of a discussion about my foray in the black metal later. Yes. Yeah. But, that's um, the, yeah. That's certainly. I mean, other than that, like I was telling you earlier, I got I picked up Dying Light on PS4. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, I played it for all of two hours. Those two hours were a lot of fun so far. I meant to say actually that the other thing that encompassed my week is playing Dark Souls Three. I've just been doing though PvP. Yeah. And it's a ball. Like, I've been at least, uh, whereas I used to just invade people, I actually, like, lay down my invade summon sign now, and I find that the uh, battles are more honorable that way. Because <laughs> previously it was just running into gang squads and then beating you down. Hmm. Whereas now it's, like, bowing and one-on-one fighting. I mean, it's... Uh, it's been months since it's been out. I don't know, closer to probably eight or nine months ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're gonna start approaching the end game players like so. All those groups and like you were saying, like it's the like I said, if you use a red orb to invade someone because they didn't ask for it, they tend to be alone. No, no, no. If you use a red eye orb, that's when they're they run around, and start summoning people, and oh. and then they all just take them. Now, if they see your sum, red summon sign on the ground, it's usually an understanding of we are going to fight like gentlemen. Oh, I've got you because they're specifically calling you. Yeah, like I'm saying, like pretty much calling out the word, like "Hey, bitch," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, what? <laughs> you going to talk shit? Let's do this like men." That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, I was walking around GameStop yesterday, and I, just, I, I wanted to try something different. Uh, kind of weirdly good prices for their used games. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was a lot apprehensive when I saw, like, very affordable pricing. And I was like, I'm only going to get one before this gets dangerous. Because I had um, Metal Gear 5 in my hands. That just seems good. But uh, another day. Yeah, it's a tough series to go wrong with. Well... Yeah, you're right. I guess they don't really have anything terrible. The one game where the protagonist was like a cyborg, I was pretty not Mm. into. But otherwise, yeah, you know what you're getting into. It's reliable. Um, Other than that, nothing crazy. Watched a little bit of Narcos um, Season 2. It's... More is, the same. Uh, is that is that show as good as all the fucking hype, man? Uh, the first season was good. Um, I I don't I'm not aware of the hype, other than that it's a Netflix show that got like top bill, top banner, like a couple uh, days. Okay. Um, but other than that, no, I mean we've enjoyed it. I thought it was told in a very like the first season definitely was more like told in a very quick, like fast paced. Um, it was just hard to get bored. I mean, you could, like, melt through a few episodes like nothing because there wasn't, like, if there was dialogue, it was the dialogue and that was it. Like, nothing, no indulgence, just getting information in because there was a lot to cover. And there's a lot of um, 
the uh, voice over no like the uh, narration so that helps too I think kind of keep it all cohesive fair but it was yeah I, I enjoyed it yeah and generally what I've seen from the the Netflix originals have been uh, solid. good I think they have a great track record I've, I've got I've still got two episodes to go on stranger things and I'm like <sighs> Bugging Savor that out. shit. <laughs> well, season two is a definite. Yeah. So that's It cool. wasn't when we finished it, me and Nessa. But. Yeah, I don't think there was ever really a question, to be honest. I mean, it had been receiving accolades from, like, the moment it was posted. Yeah. Last on the Netflix thing, I, uh, I finally finished The Office. Yeah. Yeah, I've been kind of holding off on that because I've got like maybe two seasons left. That's good, like, and I don't know if you've seen it up to enough. There's actually moments in that show where you're like, man, that's that's giving me the feels. Like, well, anything you watch that long. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, I was. You get connected to the characters, yeah, and I, I mean, I read the Gunslinger series, the Dark Tower series, over many years. So when shit started going down in that, ah man, <laughs> I was wor- I was actively working, and I was like, man, this is like too much right now. With, um, even, I'd say even like the feel good points are just like you're like, whoo, this is a. That's Rising of emotions with the with the office. How many seasons that shit go? Nine. Nine. Yeah, I uh, uh, I, I like. I always felt like it was kind of dragged out, like a lot longer than it should have been. It, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll give them that they took what was a a perfect BBC series, which you know the BBC thing is fucking two series sometimes a movie Mm. and the BBC fucking opened it and wrapped it up perfectly they took it did a first season that was nearly fucking identical and managed to expand on it and keep it going incredibly strong I'd say the first fucking five or six seasons are solid but after that it's just there there were moments where I felt like they were really reaching to keep it afloat I'd give you that. Yeah, I mean, the story, the overarching story with Thunder Mifflin started getting real thin. I mean, I felt the exact same way in Parks and Rec. Like, uh, first, maybe three seasons were really enjoyable. And then you almost saw the taper off of, like, there was real good, good episodes. And then there was a lot of, like, kind of unnecessary keeping it going kind of thing. Like, maybe the... Maybe they themselves couldn't let it go. <laughs> At the same time, though, as a fan, it's hard to argue with it when you're like, like you said, it's all. It was such a long running show. You just like you want to just keep having these characters around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Plus, well, it's kind. Of, I think I, I think it's genius about a show like Star Trek, where they just it's reborn in a different universe with a different cast to get really attached to. So, I mean, you get more of the same. It's just, like... Well, also... Oh, Doctor Who, for fuck's sake. The same. I was yeah, about Doctor to say, Who. he always changes. Yeah, but he's but always I mean, the like, Doctor. It's genius, though. I mean, it's just long enough to have an impact, but not too long to get ultra stale. But, I mean, if you like it, awesome. 
as long as you can suspend your disbelief for ever. <laughs> I mean, things like that are fun, like Lost in Space. Like, how fucking long are these people going to be running around with that dumbass robot lost in space with that pedophile on board? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that god awful movie they did in the nineties? Yes, I liked it. I yeah. didn't really like it, but I, yes, yeah. you did because we were kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we all loved it when no, we were kids. Totally. So you go back and watch it now. I've, is that an option? Can we? <laughs> that one fucking. Dude. No, all copies have been destroyed. <laughs> no. What was that? There's the one line that I fucking I just always remembered. He's like, they're getting invaded by these fucking space spiders. <laughs> yeah. And the dude picks up the gun, and he's got the fucking helmet that just, like, auto-fucking closes over his head. But his line was something along the lines of, like, four years of an academy, and I traded it all for a can of Raid. And the fucking <laughs> thing closes over his head, and he starts lighting up spiders. It's like, yes! But no, it's really bad. <laughs> like, it's bad. It's like getting invaded by a bunch of space spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was such a. It didn't under. It was like I feel like it was the rebirth of fucking awful idiotic reboots. Like, oh, it was there was Godzilla. Um, yeah, yeah. Was that around the Godzilla era? I think so. The first oh, reboot. Oh my god. Like, we needed to go yeah, through like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Director Tom says it was 96, 97, and Godzilla was closer to 2000. I, I mean, that's, it's relevant, I mean. I would have paid if the new fucking Godzilla movie, they just took, um, oh my god, what's the actor's They're remaking it again. Name? What? what? Yeah, they, what is remaking the fucking... Godzilla. Oh, no, that's, no, that's, that's a sequel. Toho. How, was it? This is Toho's version we're getting, it's Japan's. Okay. Wait, wait, what? Japan has a new Godzilla. Japan has a new Godzilla coming out? Well, it's about to come out. American theater. That's a regular so is, thing. Is that they a AAA title or just an old school Godzilla title? It's, no, it's a brand new Godzilla. Like? From the old school, from the film company that's been making Godzilla for eternity. Yeah, from the, that, from the, that's always been a thing. Like, when, when, that, when that shitty 90s Godzilla came out, their Godzilla killed the American Godzilla in their version. <laughs> but we're, we're getting a new Godzilla from the new Godzilla, right? For real? He, went, he went and made uh, Rogue One. I would have uh, I would have paid to see in that fucking new Godzilla movie instead of it being a new Godzilla movie if they just fucking put Brian Cranston on a green screen and just had him cover over Matthew Broderick and just do that whole movie over again. But, like, green screen poorly, so occasionally you'd still see, like, Matthew Broderick's arm move out from the item or some shit. That would have been, that would have been my dream movie. <laughs> I would have watched that shit all day. Same line, same everything. Just him superimposed acting over it. Dude, I can't get dude's face from the from the the room out of my head or the house. Or the Tommy wides out. Yeah, try oh. spending a weekend with him. You when you said to me, Man, "Oh hi, you Mark. have a pretty cock or whatever," him saying that. Oh, I didn't tell that story on air, did I? Well, no. I'm not clarifying. So. Okay, okay, but just. But yeah, that's that's a real thing that he said to someone. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's see, I didn't clarify that. That was Phil. 
but that's hilarious. I couldn't get that piece out of my head. It's weird, man. He's he's the nicest guy on the fucking planet. I mean, he like he looks nice. We, we when we went to the art museum, Strange. I figured we were just going to the art museum, and we get there, and the fucking impressionist exhibit is in town, and Tommy just walked up and paid for tickets for all of us. I was Word. like, yo, that's cool as shit. Like, yeah. to see a bunch of fucking really crazy pieces I'd probably never see otherwise. But, uh, yeah, he, he's an interesting person to hang out with, man. Really, really interesting. I'm hoping to see him again when he comes around this year. Word. If, uh, if we happen to be doing anything and you want to happen to accidentally bump into us, I'll, uh, I'll let you know where we're going <laughs> to be. Word. I might be all over that. I feel like the only way you can approach that is, ah, oh, hi. I don't know if I could. There have been better men than me that, that would, totally would. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was hanging out with a kid at an a American Nightmare show, and the kid I was with at the time screams out to the lead singer, yo, shake my hand. And for those who don't know, dude's got one hand and um, he was being a huge prick <laughs> I was like man I really would like to talk to him but now I am the associated prick with the dude that just shouted at him so fuck yeah alrighty then <laughs> um. I'm trying to think how we got down that line how Godzilla led to... Oh, because you were talking about superimposing on Godzilla. And that level of awkward made me think about... <laughs> the room. That movie, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's appropriate. That all adds up. From... I'm going to say with the... That, uh... The Japanese Godzilla-like reboot. From the clip that they showed, it looks like it's going to be exactly the same Godzilla it as, is. like... Back in it is that every yeah. time they do it, that's what the fuck it is. Like it's they, that they've still, they never stopped. Uh, there was a short period, <coughs> but for the for the most part, they haven't stopped making those movies, and it's awesome. Like they're still just as fun and ridiculous and badass as they. Like, yeah, it's cool, man. I'm <laughs> I'm so happy they're still doing that shit, and it's huge over there. Like it still does really fucking well, so. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's really cool. What? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> just There's deep a, in there, man. It's just a cat crawling in a bag, exploring. Who? What is oh, it? Is she gonna get all the way in there? Oh, <laughs> yes. Committed. <laughs> Hashtag. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> cat stop. Won't stop. <laughs> I love cats. Just to crawl right back out. <clears throat> just just like, trying yeah, that, that out. That, that just, wasn't comfortable. Just trying it out. Anyway, uh, what were we talking? Where are we? I think getting back. Uh, on- do we have to get to your week? I yeah, guess so. We do. Uh, it was a lot of schoolwork. <laughs> oh. A lot of school. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of that week. And today, today was fucking hell day. Today was the today was fucking awful, man. I wake up, I'm already fucking running late for class. Mm. I woke up at like fucking seven. I gotta be there at eight. I 
throw I just throw whatever the fuck I can find on and I haul ass out the door. And I drive down to I drive down to the fucking school and I got like a good distance to the building and I open the door of my car. I'm like, "Holy shit. It's pouring." Mhm. Yeah. I had to bring my laptop to class because we're not in a fucking computer lab. The teacher put the quiz online, so we had to take it online in the class. Which I still have to do tonight. Holy shit. Anyway. I fucking wrap my fucking laptop in a bunch of fucking plastic bags, throw it in my book bag, grab my skateboard, and I'm fucking off. The time I get to this fucking class, I'm dripping. <laughs> I ain't drip Like, I walk in, and everyone turns around and looks at me, and I look like the fucking creature from the Black Lagoon. All of that, disgusting. all of that is what she said. Yeah. From the dripping on to the Black Lagoon. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. But, uh... <laughs> so I get there, and... I find out he fucked up, and we can't take the quiz right now. And he's like, well, I'm not really going to teach anything today, so I'm going to let you guys go. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> so here I go off back to the car through all that same shit. But no, you're already wet, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it still doesn't make it. I like, yeah, it, it just sucked. Whatever wasn't wet before was now fucking. So I get home, I fucking... Like, I change, I'm yeah, getting ready they... to fucking go. Oh, and on <laughs> top of that, I find out that, uh, that, um, Clay Croker, the, one of the lead animators on Space Ghost Coast to Coast, <coughs> as well as the voice actor for Zorak and Moltar, passed away. Damn. So, as I told, yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm a regular on the fucking Adult Swim live stream, and I get on, and the fucking, they have an hour before it starts, so they just call the clock, and it's literally just a clock with a schedule that was drawn that morning, and I get on, and the, 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 the fucking schedule has a crying Zorak at the bottom, and they're playing a bunch of, like, super nostalgic Space Ghost shit, so then I'm, like, getting emotional over Space Ghost, because I'm like, dude, this is some, like... That's early childhood shit for me. Yeah, like, that's a, that's something I just have pure memories of, like staying up late, sneaking out of bed yes. to watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and I still don't yes. think I've ever laughed harder in my fucking life. Oh my and, god! You know, finding who's the out green praying mantis? Zorak. Oh fucking really? Yeah. Seriously, I I cried laughing. Yeah. Watching Space Goes Coast to Coast at some He's, of his shit. There was they kept playing this clip of him saying, "I'm the lone locust of the apocalypse. Think <laughs> of me when you look at the night sky." And I was like, "Shit, man! I never thought that would be touching." Like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that just made me feel shit. I was like, "Damn it!" Like I get on the fucking live stream, like, "Ah, oh, here's something that cheers me up." I'm like, what the fuck? No. So uh. then I go to fucking. Then I, I get all my shit together. Or at least I think I get all my shit together. Did you put it in a bag? <laughs> no. Take it to the but, <laughs> shit store. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I get everything together, and I fucking walk out the front door, and I, I had already shut the fucking bottom lock, and I close the door, and I think, shit, there's this, this stuff that I still need. And I reach into my pocket, and because I had changed out of my clothes earlier and new clothes, I hadn't grabbed my fucking keys to put them back into my pocket so now i can't get into my car or the house mm. oh wait shit really that was all today and i go the fuck out of here i God, go around <laughs> uh, this is at this point 
It's about 11.45. Man, you're being damn pleasant. <laughs> so I fucking, I walk around to the back of the house because I'm like, oh, we have a lockbox on the back door with a key in it. Well, the problem is we've been opening that door a lot and just leaving the screen door shut because it's been fucking hot out. When we do that, that screen door is kind of flimsy. I don't want my cat leaning on it and opening it, so we keep the fucking lock on that thing closed. Oh, no. So I go to open the screen door, and as soon as I go to reach for the handle, I'm like, fuck, I hope I unlock that. Nope. I did not. So, <laughs> it's, everything other than that has gone surprisingly decent, but all of that leading up to noon was was just a real fucking blast. <laughs> I feel like at that instant, I would just go, hmm. And I'd walk over to the nearest bar and be like, yep, we're doing this today. I, that, that thought crossed my mind at one point. I was like, maybe I should just say fuck it. Like, maybe this is a sign. And the great thing is my roommate doesn't get back until at least, like, 7, 8 o'clock. And if tonight's his game night that he does with his work friends, he probably won't be home until, like, midnight. Mm. I'm hoping that's not the case because I need to get to my laptop to take this quiz that my teacher fucked up on and didn't upload properly and it's due by fucking midnight. Oh. Yeah. It's fucking jerk job. I had this <laughs> professor before and I took him again like an idiot. I've... So anyway, that was, uh, that was, that's everything on my end. I need to go back. When you said I put on the whatever I could find, for whatever reason, I just had an image of you like looking at your dresser, taking the drawers off and just like stepping inside of it and then walking out. That's <laughs> not too far from what I do on a daily basis. Like walking around with a dresser like it's clothing. Mm. And that's where my mind goes. Hmm. Or <laughs> So, um what did you guys think of Serpentine Dominion? I like it. The bit of hard, yeah. That's. I like it. It's a, it's a, it's a legitimate super group, and they're not doing some cheesy shit. Like this feels like. Uh, I don't feel like they they smashed themselves together just to be a super group. Like they had an artistic direction. Yeah. At least as far as I can tell. But yeah. fast. Yeah. It's fast, it's fucking heavy. It's exactly what you would expect from fucking Cannibal Corpse, Black Dahlia Murder, and Kill Switch Engage. Classifying themselves as Death Grind. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. It was, uh... I was saying that there was that one section where it's just, like, going fast with, like, the double bass and the blast beat, but then, like, backing off for a bit, going back into it, backing off a bit, and... I mean, there's three very successful viewpoints on not two different styles of metal. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I like I like that convergent convergence point. It's uh, I think it sounds pretty sweet. So yeah, that's cool. Um, also, uh, the new Meshuggah track. Yeah, what was that called? Again with an N. Nostrum. Nostros, yeah, some weird. Latin shit. Yeah, I didn't even look at the name, but it's good. And yes, you should all go and fucking listen to it. Yes, that's two tracks now from the new Meshuggah album. Um, it makes my tiny sixty dollar little home entertainment center 
hurt. <laughs> it's there's so much low and it's yeah it's, i was like phil was trying to explain something to you and i just pointed to my chest and i pointed to the screen and i'm like can you feel that shit like it's as i said it's it's gonna be a crushing album two females in the corner whispering and, yeah. and giggling and laughing and looking at us it's making it real hard it's, think it's they're real, banned yeah i mean we're we're <laughs> We're, we're a man down, which already feels awkward. It's surprisingly awkward not having Ron here. Yeah. Yeah. He's loud. He is. <laughs> He's loud. <laughs> he is, and he also, he, he jumps in conversations <sighs> at completely unexpected points. Like, Ron breaks that whole, like, social contract of, like, I talk, then you talk, then you... Oh he yeah, just, he's just like I'm Ron. I have this thing to say, and it's kind of so. What you said works. very yeah. nicely is that he talks a lot. <laughs> he does, he, but it's a good thing. Yes, it's it's definitely uh, it definitely feels like one down on the team. We right miss now, you, Ron. So come back to us. You're not gonna listen to this, but you should. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll start a we'll start a Kickstarter for the ball surgery. <laughs> this is going to be the first Go one that he me. listens to. Like motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, by the way, I have heard that he's seen the light and uh, that he's now listening almost, uh, almost strictly to uh, Limp Biscuit these days. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's doing it all for the nookie. All for the nookie. <laughs> the what? The I nookie. thought we knew that already. <laughs> Alright, moving on from Ron. <laughs> was there We're anything, done with him! Is there anything else on my docket of... I like to use the word docket. Docket. You know that the the word... That we still have a Trello? I think it's, the, <laughs> it's still there, believe it or not. Yeah. No, I'm aware. I, I use I, it I every week. It's like a weird museum. Yeah. I use it every he week. he looks at and puts shit in and then just goes back to... I catalog all of our stuff here. <laughs> You could see it. We should really be using it. I used to really care, it's and I should still care. <laughs> I just fucking, oh man. Because we I usually suck. wind up. It's more like we're not covering as, uh, like we're not really doing new. Like we're not as, as structured as we were. So it's more. Yeah, I'm not upset about that, but yeah. it probably would help us remember things. And check shit out that we're gonna talk about, you know. That yeah, other I try and squeeze that about. in before we start recording while Tom's ultimately screwing off. Yeah, yeah, but well, you he's know, getting his salad work. It's still easier. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're bastards. It is, it is better if we get a chance to to check shit out earlier. Um, excuse me. So I do have a couple of things. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to read the uh, <laughs> the Born of Osiris beef with. Uh, the front man from the Acacia Strain. Oh no. My God. It wasn't even Born of Osiris. I shouldn't go that far. It was probably like one drunken guitarist. Um, yeah, apparently he just, uh, all he did was start it with like, um, he just started put like, it was tweet after tweet after tweet. And at first it was just like weird alterations of the Acacia Strain. And then he just started say like, like he's the Acacia Drain, the Acacia Lame. <laughs> and then he just like, started. Kind of funny. Then it just went into like, Acacia Bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't even directly like. He's tweeting I, all they were hashtagging, the singer. He was only hashtagging the singer, yeah. Yeah. So, uh. 
Then the the fucking singer of the Acacia Strain responds with all of this like he's like I'll fucking I'll fucking pay to fight you one on one. You're a fat bitch. I've trained in three types of MMA. No, no, that wasn't the Acacia Strain. What? I yeah. thought that was the guitarist dude. No, 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 no. That was his fucking response. Dude. Really? Because yeah, apparently his, when he that was he his scrapped, response when he scrapped with um. The fucking dude from a mirror like that was no sort of mma fight that was like two sweaty fat yeah, guys no, like <laughs> i mean like i like the acacia strain and all that but hold on hold on i never listened to him heavily because i always lumped them in with the uh that was to me, that was around that time, i don't even like... dislike born of osiris i just feel like they're not going in the direction i would have preferred i really like their first two albums uh. Yeah. And then I never really listened further. Favor. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I got the impression that that was all just the fucking dude from Born of Osiris like spazzing out. Um. I could be wrong. That's. But whichever can't. way it goes, it was. Regardless. It was kind of funny. Just, yeah. It's just silly. Uh, Silly and out of nowhere. I uh, did some like I was gonna say. Is there something that we don't know that happened? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I know uh, between Amur and the Acacia Strain, it was like I think the Amur's frontman, or no, nah, I think this was like the Acacia Strain's frontman probably instigated like the fact that Amur bit their style, but just like made it shitty, which is true. Mm-hmm. But um, regardless, so in more positive news, uh, Crowbar's frontman urges new bands to never lose the rights to their merch. Yeah, it just seems like a... A lot of bands will, like, do that and ultimately lose one of the last threads of real revenue that they can start producing. Well, yeah, because yeah. I'm sure they probably, they probably get some deal with a fucking distributor. Right. And uh, there's probably like you know you make X amount for X amount of time and then probably it's fucking gone. Um, I don't know exactly how it works out, but yeah, it does seem like a silly thing to let go because it is where bands seem to make most of their fucking money. Yeah, I mean especially when a lot of the big labels that you could get into are gonna immediately upfront want you to. Um. The fuck am I? Th- uh, sell away a lot of your song material. Yeah. Which I think is outright horseshit. I mean, it's tough because you want to tell bands to go indie, but I mean they're looking for a revenue source, so usually they're trying to monetize on their music. Yeah, I think it's just that fucking... I think it's a... You know, I think it's a, a story that's older than fucking time itself. These artists get, like, signed on, get either an advance or, like, the immediate money, but don't think about what's the gonna happen afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And it's happened to, to shitloads of, of well-known artists. Like, shitty. So it's nice to see someone who's a veteran looking out for uh for the newer guys yeah totally and opinions on street sex oh you played those uh 
S-E-C-T-S. Yes. That was fucking cool shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he- like you had said, heavy on the digital. Very, yeah, I mean, not just digital, but very specifically uh, a very industrial sound. Right. Um, yeah, uh, it's... It's heavy. It, it certainly is. They do some really cool shit rhythmically, too, mm-hmm. which is what yeah. really caught my attention. I liked the sampling randomly scattered throughout all of the songs that gave it that sort of atmospheric sound. Like the beeps and clicks and... I think you definitely, (coughs) definitely need to really start digging through more of the industrial scene. Yeah. I I think you'd... uh, I think there's a lot there that's kind of in the vein of what you've been looking for. (coughs) Yeah, yeah. You can maybe give me some ideas what to do with my own project whenever I get that back on its feet. It might. Yeah. Oh, this is what I wanted to do. It, it it's cool because I'm not that original. It's cool because <laughs> uh, because something like Street Sect um, really sort of I find reminiscent of the early early shit. I'm talking like Throbbing Gristle. Uh, anyone who's not familiar. Uh, sit in a dark room and listen to Hamburger Lady, and uh, you'll be sufficiently creeped out. It's, it's uh, yeah, even it's uh, a disturbing song. Even Apex Twin can get pretty dark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Apex Twin can get very dark. Like the entire first disc on drugs. Yeah. That was <laughs> Whoa, with a name like that. <laughs> he he still puts out a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, so ultimately this uh, podcast was going to ramp up to the black metal discussion. Because... Yes. Do we, do we want to jump into that? Do we want to knock out? Do you want to... Another... Yeah, I mean, because I feel like that... That's going to be uh, a bigger thing. This is sort of... I feel like we usually do this about mid-show. Yeah. So. No, that seems right. Plus, I'm out of my my other beer. So yeah, I literally <laughs> just got there, which is where uh, part of the suggestion... Well, let me sit back from. and sip on my Warlock. You do that. Not bad, considering we can barely see the beers we're holding up behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. So, we're sliding right on into Brutal Brews. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, for the beer... We've got Flying Dogs Easy IPA. This is a new one to me. Yeah, no, this is, uh, found this a few days ago. Um, but it's, it's a session IPA. Yeah, I'm a big fan of sessions in general. Yes. Because I like to occasionally, well, I like to occasionally randomly drink. And when I still have shit to do throughout the day. Yeah. So, uh, sessions are fucking awesome. For... 
anyone not knowing a session beer is usually a lower alcohol uh beer yeah usually somewhere between four and four point five Yes. Now, do they still try to pack in the same flavor? Or is well, that... that's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. So, a session ale, the whole goal is to get as full-bodied a flavor as you can uh, while really cutting down the ABV. So, you get a lot of shit like... Uh, one of my go-tos is um, is Yard's Brawler. Yeah. It's just session brown ale, which... You, uh, oh, and then what is the... Stone has one. Is it the... Uh, uh, the Levitation, right? Oh, uh, that one right there. The go-to IPA? Oh, yeah, there's the go-to IPA, but they had one prior to that. Um, Yeah, it was the... Was it Levitation? I think so. Yeah. Um, regardless, it's a really cool concept that's been huge in Europe forever. Because they like to drink in the middle of the day. And they still have <laughs> shit to do. Yeah, the afternoon <laughs> For some pint. reason, it's frowned upon here. Uh but anyway, enough about session ales. Ah. But no, this uh, it's got all of your uh, nice hoppiness of a regular India Pale Ale, which has that nice bite to it. It's got the bite. It's got oh. it's citrusy. Yeah, which is again, that's what you want from the. Uh, the IPA. Yeah. If you don't, don't have IPAs. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I mean we've mentioned this before. Like, I love IPAs, but I hate when all they're trying to do is be aggressively bitter. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, it's fine. I do enjoy Stone's Ruination. Yeah. But that's a different, different sort of a game. Uh what else? Yeah, it's a nice, well-rounded flavor, but it's also very much like it's uh, it's your standard IPA. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's there's nothing too much like game-changing about it. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice, solid fucking beer, and I think that pairs really well with what you chose. So I was gonna say, one of the main things I like about this beer is really doesn't matter what type of day it is. I feel like I can grab this and just drink them all day and it'd be i'd be happy with that choice well and you know it's i so i had to draw the comparison real quick because my roommate will just buy case upon case of founders all day ipa which is fine Mm -hmm. i guess uh, but i'm just not really crazy about it and i think there's just some there's something that tastes almost sour about it okay Whereas, uh, and not in a cool, like, sour way. Not in a go say like, type of way. Yeah, there's something almost coppery about the bitterness to Ooh. it. I, and that's just my opinion. I think I'm very much in the minority. <laughs> a lot of people love that fucking beer. But this I could do. Mm-hmm. Now, to go with this delicious beer, we've got Death Blows Prognosis Negative. Which... We were listening to earlier. Um, this is actually a band that, when we were doing videos, I covered. Um, and since getting Bandcamp and all that, I've been trying to go back and buy some of the stuff that I, I've previously ranted right. about. So I was listening. I picked that up this week. Been listening to that for quite a bit, and it's it's good old thrash. Yeah, it's, it's it's old reliable. It really is. Um 
even though you know it's well produced but not overly so mm-hmm. uh i like in in comparing uh a session ale with the album uh one of the things i mentioned that i really liked about it the vocal style remind me of kurt brett of mm-hmm. um of dri and that it's not like it's not a scream it's more of that sort of shout like it's easily understandable but it's just there's something about albums like that that have that sort of crossover feel that just remind me of skating mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i like about them uh on top of that the guitar tone i was talking about how it really just it cuts through everything i'll say yeah the flavor um speaking of that guitar tone a it reminds me a lot of the guitar tone in Slayer Seasons in the Abyss. Yeah, you're not wrong. The way there. it has, like I said, all right, the the way the riffs are in the guitar tone, it sounds like it has grip. Like, yeah. there's that, it digs in. Um, that kind of grip kind of pairing nicely with the uh, hot bite of a IPA. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, the fucking... I can't remember the title of the song that we watched the video for. That was a prognosis uh, negative. That was oh, okay, that's the title track. Yeah, um, for anyone who's not familiar with the band, start with that video, and it gives you... It, you, you totally get everything <laughs> about the band in that video. That was very, very trauma-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was awesome. And I was, just, I was saying earlier that that song has a line in it that I'm like, that's cheesy, but I some like I just really like it, which was, I believe it's genetically engineering the beginning of the end. Yeah, that's I heard that I was like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Again, it's some very like DRI style shit. Like you, you know what you say? It makes I don't. <sighs> I wouldn't have been able to say it that easily, but like thrash needs to be like skating, like even to the artwork, it's like really like comic booky, bright. Usually, like there's usually like radioactive shit. Like That's why mut- I mean, mutants mm-hmm. and aliens. You know, I mean, it's just it's fucking fun. If you grab an old Thrasher magazine, <laughs> it was fucking skateboarding and a lot of crossover thrash and yeah. like. I even I even remember playing like uh, Dave Mira and Tony Hawk when I was younger, and there was like decent hip hop and thrash <laughs> and some like random oh, alternative God. thrown in. I like they had Del the Funky Homo Sapien, which yeah. ironically enough I have my fucking Del hat with me. Nice. Um, nice. The, the the fucking adolescents were on there. Like it was just, talk about a killer fucking soundtrack on those early games. Yeah, no, like, seriously. Thrash always to me is usually like the best like just like beer pounding music. <laughs> well, it all, yeah, it all goes hand in hand, which is like, what I loved about the especially the imagery of like the early municipal waste. Yeah, shit. Uh, the the album that I kind of stop with them on is is the art of partying, which. Like, I love the fucking artwork for that. People slamming beers and turning into zombies and shit. Mm. Ridiculous. Definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. No, it shouldn't. Mm. Right. Uh, Anyway. So, with that being said, do yourself a favor. Pick up a uh, six-pack of cans of Flying Dogs Easy IPA. 
Definitely make sure to get the cans. I don't know if they come in bottles, but you want the cans because you can shotgun those. Yeah, dude, I get, we got to figure. I really want to join yes. you for one of these. Uh, like I said, Saturdays are a little tough for me with you doing them that early, but if we it, could potentially do a Friday or some shit. Well, we usually always do it Saturday just because of my friend's uh, work schedules. Like, Could you do it later on a Saturday? Possibly. I, I'm... I should be talking to Kevin later in the week or some point this week so I can hit him up to see if we can do that. We should plug that, by the way. I mean, you have a YouTube channel for this shit, right? Yeah, well, it's... If you type up Shotgun Saturday and maybe... It's on just my buddy Kevin's page, which is Drum Matter K. Or it might just be Drum Matter, but... I'll <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You got a social media more, my friend. I do. Well, You're getting better. Yeah. We'll figure that shit out uh, and and if find you wanna, a way to get I you guys. Say, if you want to find a way, if you type in Shotgun Saturday, um, I think you type in Shotgun Saturday, Arrogant Bastard, or Who You Call Wussy, because we've done both of them, um, it should show up. We should do it as a crossover where we pair the beer that we do with an album. Oh, man. Brutal Brews meets Shotgun Saturday. I, I think Kevin will be down with this. Yeah. Uh, we actually... One of the things we always do with this, too, is we send the video to the brewery. Yeah. Like, on their Facebook page. And usually, it is neglected. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. We can't really did you get? Did you hear anything back from Stone? Beer oh, no. Uh, Stone, the first time we did it, just said, like... I don't think Stone would condone this, <laughs> but we just did a, uh, we did a, because we missed a week, we did two, um, and, fucking nuts. <laughs> um, which it was, we did, a. it was Nebraska Brewing's, uh, Wick for Brains, their pumpkin ale was like the second one we did. And when my buddy sent it to him, they're like, well, hey, there was a girl that did it with us and she like popped open the top and whatnot. And it's just pouring out the side. <laughs> she's fucking awful. And she still finished like last, um, which they're like, they're like, Lolo, yeah, she needs remedial. That's a uh, good pumpkin chugging gang. Uh, we're like, yes, that's uh, what we want. That's all we want is for you to go. Yeah, guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so down for... for we'll figure something out, because I, I have to get in on one of these. I feel like you're coming over. We're going to have to do something special, like a barley wine ale. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to have to practice shotgunning, because I haven't done that in years. Yeah. I'll grab some PBRs and just fucking nah, go at you got to go with stouts. <laughs> what? Say, the thing is, with PBRs, I can get a fucking case for like 15 bucks and just... Knock him back. What, what what fucking stout am I? I don't want to practice on a stout. Yes, you do, because they're heavy. Let me start with some PBRs, and <laughs> once I'm good at shotgunning again, then I'll pick it. And I'll, I'll make sure they're tall boys. Ooh. Yeah. I'll shotgun tall boys. Yeah, we've only done tall boys. So we've done the the Arrogant Bastard. Right. And we've done the Who You Call Wussy. Oh, God, I can't believe you shotgunned Arrogant Bastard. I've Fucking shotgunned lose. that on multiple times. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> we've shotgunned, uh, we've shotgunned chocolate peanut butter stouts. Like, yeah, 
We're hitting them. Well, anyway, uh, look forward to that in the future. We'll be getting information for you guys to actually find the videos. Yes. Uh, could be a crossover happening there. So. What? What? <laughs> I feel. I feel like you need to shotgun, shotgun beers. <sighs> no. Yeah, you do. We just need to. We need to make him drink more than half a bottle in a night. Hey. That was. That's a strong half a bottle. It was. I will <laughs> give is. you that. You, you yeah. did probably drink like two beers if you drank half that bottle. It was filled up twice, so that's like twelve ounces. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> twelve ounces. So it's like a whole beer. It's it's like drinking two Budweisers. It's better than nothing. You just you just need to commit. And and drink slightly more often. Pick up bad habits, goddammit. Yeah, I have so many already. <laughs> no, I vap, don't have enough. I ingest like copious amounts of THC rhetorically. <laughs> Ow, that's not a bad habit. Yeah, that's that's a good habit, you <laughs> son of a bitch. It just makes my alcohol tolerance shite. Yeah. Especially after such a long break. I used to be able to like fucking neck three blunts and like take about eight shots. But no more. Stonington just takes practice. Stonington it just takes practice. <laughs> My stomach started hurting. It was just a reaction. There was there was a point where too much whiskey, I, too much hard liquor. When I was younger, and I first got into drinking, I couldn't stand the taste of beer. I couldn't stand any of it. I fucking hated it. So I was drinking whatever the fuck I could get my fucking paws on at the time, and. uh we had this big party, and my buddy Sam's like, oh, why don't you go finish off the jack I have upstairs? I'm like, all right, cool. So I grab it, and I slam it back, and I was like, holy shit, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from that point on, all I would drink was jack, but I was a dumb kid. So my friend's dad would pick me up a bottle of jack, and I'd polish it off every time we drank and every time we drank the next day I was like oh my god why do I feel like death (laughs) now I look back at it and it's like because you drank a fifth of whiskey you fucking dumbass (laughs) but uh it got to a point where like years later I couldn't I couldn't even I would take a single it it could be my first shot of the night I would take a single shot of Jack it would hit my stomach and I would vomit I could go out and drink after that like I'd be I'd go out and slam back shots to Sully but the Jack just couldn't do it no, I, I I get home the one day and my roommate's got a fucking bottle of Jack and he's like, you don't go anywhere until we finish this. <laughs> and we did, and ever since I've been good. Huh. No, I uh, I know what you mean. Uh, one of my first times, like, drinking, I was on empty stomach. And know the, the handles <laughs> of Captain Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. brought it down to the bottom of the label. Um, on an empty stomach and one of your earliest times drinking, yeah. that's fucking impressive. I could bud. not drink for like a year and a half after that because it like as soon as I smelled alcohol, I was like, but, oh, oh god, oh god. You <laughs> gave yourself alcohol poisoning. I was that was the sickest I have ever been drinking. Like, yeah, it was vomiting till I passed out to come back again to vomiting up just nasty fluids. Damn. My two worst. My two worst moments drinking were when, so this whole same crew that I'm drinking around, which is pretty much my hometown crew, shout out to you guys, uh, they don't even fucking listen, 
whatever. But <laughs> I, I, had, uh, I didn't know. I don't think a couple of us knew that the shots that they had in that house were all fucking double shots. Nice. Yeah, so we we thinking, lived a year doing that too. <laughs> so we're just thinking, ah, oh, it's just a shot. And I told my buddy Nick, who was about twice my size, like, don't start drinking before I get there. I'm going shot for shot with you tonight. And I get there, and he's like, I'm four deep. And I was like, line him the fuck up. So he lines up four shots, and I slam him back. 21, what I think is shots later, was actually double shots. Yeah. It's about an hour and 45 minutes into the night. I'm standing there talking to my buddy Nick, and he said the only thing that, that you would say that was that made any sort of sense was to the halls of Valhalla, then you'd raise your glass and start drinking. (laughs) (laughs) He said at one point, I said that, and then I just fucking dropped and grabbed me. uh, That was was a bad morning. It was a bad day. That was a bad weekend. I could imagine. But after that, uh, the second worst was the night Lemmy died and we killed that bottle of Jack in about 45 minutes and I woke up in the morning like oh god what why why did (laughs) I do that why did I do that (laughs) that's recently oh very recent yeah (laughs) my my friend's uh 21st he waited to drink till he was 21 most of my friends were uh at the time were smokers I was the drinker so I came over and I was like, all right, cool. We're hanging a bit for a bit. My girlfriend at the time uh, was hanging out. And we kind of went off for a little bit. And I came back. So I come so back. You did the teen banging? No. Not, I mean, me and her, just me and her went off. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh. So. <laughs> Never mind. Wait, <laughs> not relevant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that means yes. No. Uh, no means yes to. <laughs> Wait a minute. You could have just totally left that whole part out of this that she was there, that she was No, went no, off no, no, no. There's because no? I, okay. Now, okay. I now come back in. My buddy, he's like, ah, you've been gone for a while. And I'm like, holy shit, you're fucking drunk. And like, <laughs> I'm like, I gotta catch up. <laughs> so I go and I go, what you guys got liquor wise? And I put them in the freezer, and there I see the tequila. Um, and there's about, like, I'd say probably about ten shots worth in the bottle. Okay. So I just plop that, and I chug that down. Fair. And that's when they all look with, like, like horrified. looks like, what? what, why, what? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be one of these kind of nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then you follow that up with, I was drinking Arrogant Bastards that night. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, come the morning, I wake up. I've got the normal hangover. I'm like, ah. And I look to the ground. And there, I see one. I see my pair of chucks. And I see one of them with its laces just destroyed. And I also see my mom's scissors for, like, cutting herbs. Apparently, I got a knot in my shoelace. Now, as soon as I saw this, I had the flashback of me getting ready for bed, struggling with my shoes, because I get a knot, so you can't fucking get them off. So I grabbed the scissors. I remember sitting there, cutting down the laces, going, I'm a fucking genius. (laughs) 
Yo, real talk. When you're when you're really fucked up and you're just trying to go to bed, chucks are the biggest struggle on the planet. Yeah, I deal with it on on a regular basis. I don't. I would say nightly, but I don't want to drink that much. Because you gotta undo them. Laces, yeah. Like, all Dude. the way. So imagine being like, fucked up on tequila and boot. <laughs> I pretty beer much. Trying like, to get your shoe off. And you, all you want us to and sleep. The, and you know what the problem is? Where are they? These are real close in the sense that, like, yeah. I've got to undo those bitches all the fucking way. I yeah, can't just kick them off. These go up all this, this fucking way, and when you tighten them up, they're all, like, they're all up here. And you always make the dumb mistake when you're drunk. <laughs> you got you got a lace on me. I think I got more eyelets there, but regardless, <laughs> you always make the dumb mistake of just first trying to pull it off, and then you like wrench your work, ankle, and then it makes everything worse. And then you're trying to pull it back on. You're like, no, nope. no, no, because then yep. it tightens this so much you can't pull anything out. I, I'm too experienced and, in this. And every other person told me like. Why didn't you just sleep with your shoes on? That's what I do. It's like fuck that. Sleep what with am your I shoes a, on? Am I a savage? savage? Seriously, heathen. Refer to them as heathens. Heretic. So, real quick story. Similar, um, but editor Tom's was a lot quicker. Comes down into one of our uh, fabled weekend parties at a friend's house, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna do me three strikeouts." And he does him three strikeouts. And then him waits like about 15 minutes and then goes and projectile vomits. <laughs> oh, four. Four strikeouts. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you vomit afterwards. It was all meaningless. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was no. Hours. No. It was hours? It was hours later when we were all going to bed. Uh, you, I thought it you, was I thought so, it was like immediately. So he's saying. No, it's, that was my destruction. Oh, okay. yeah, dude. That does Fair. happen. But here's the Okay. So here's where we decide. Did you continue, like, to party after that? Did you drink, smoke, anything after doing those four strikeouts? I was was already made the mental decision to go to bed and laying down. Right, right, but so directly after the strikeouts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. No, fair, I know. Fair. Like, I, regardless fair. of, I thought you. Th- I thought it was right away. I was a fucking messed up the rest of the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I, okay. But you, but you, but you kept like fucking with shit after those four. Like, yeah. okay, all right, then fair, fair. Hmm. That is. I'm gonna have to check then. with other sources. I, I feel still like, feel like you threw up right away. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, we will we will follow up on this. There will be investigation. <laughs> you don't get to make a claim that epic and have it be false. I'm pretty sure we've all had the night where you go. You know what? I'm gonna buy myself like a nice bottle of whiskey. Gotta pee. Can't wait no more. And I'm just gonna you know sip on this all night. You know, I'm not gonna like chug it like a beer, but I'm just gonna sip on it all night and just kind of. Get this buzz going and keep this. That's not how it fucking works ever. No. Because every time I've done that, especially when I had a bottle of Rebellion bourbon, um, it was a Halloween party, and I'm just sipping on it and I'm feeling great. I thought I drank a quarter of the bottle. That's what I remember. Remember, I did throw up. I remember I had did not feel too good in the morning. I go over the like the next night just to hang out. And they're like, oh, you still got some bourbon. I'm like, all right, cool. And I was like, yeah, I still have like three quarters of a bottle. And they're like, no, you don't. I'm like, what? 
and there's just like maybe like two thumbs worth yeah. in the bottom of the bottle. It's like, yeah, that was you. Oops. Yeah, that really only that whole like I'm only gonna sip a little bit or I'm only gonna have a glass or two really only works when you're buying like high end shit. Nope. I've got a bottle of uh, of like eighteen year old Lafroig sitting at home. Yeah, that that that's it's an expensive bottle. I'm not about to go chugging through that shit. That I will pour myself a, a glass, maybe two, and then if I'm gonna keep drinking, it's on the cheap shit. But. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's been a lot of alcohol discussion, and I really would like us to get yes. into a discussion about black metal, because Mike is sort of recently anointed. Yeah, uh, you're, you're, it's been a while, but you're slowly coming around to, uh... <laughs> it's crazy for how long it's taken. So, I mean, we, the, the two big suggestions that we threw out... I believe it was on the last podcast, actually, mm-hmm. were, uh, were Bathory, just in general, because I don't think there's a bad album in, in that discography. No. Uh, but more specifically, em- uh, Emperors uh, in the Night Side Eclipse, which is just... Legendary. Oh, my God. So, you went and checked out some shit. Tell us what you listened to, what you thought of it. Um, I guess I blindly picked the right two albums because um, I was desperately like earlier trying to figure out what recommendation you guys had made on the podcast and I would have just checked but I was at work and I was trying to save data so I wasn't doing, <laughs> I wasn't doing that so I did I picked um, In the Nightside Eclipse for Emperor and I picked um, Blood Fire Death Blood Fire Death for Bathory and the order I went and listened was Emperor and then Bathory. The albums were released. Emperor released their album in 94, I believe. And Bathory released that album in 88. Um, so, initial impressions. Me being uh, in Ron's place, I will call myself a Nazi when it comes to certain things. Not it's not just tone the tone Nazi. You are the tone t- Hitler. The tone Fuhrer. Yeah. I prefer tone Fuhrer. Can we oh, go with that? Sure, we'll it's go with that. A little less. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, I liked Emperor uh, a little better, mm-hmm. just because it defied my expectations. Bathory was more what I expected in a sense that it was a lot of a simpler musicality and you know the production value left a little bit for me to be wanted and but otherwise I thought that Bathory actually almost had a little bit more like machismo (laughs) like a little more something on that album Um, but keeping fully in mind that for the music style and generally the time, even though 94 for that album release was a little bit late, I guess, in the grand scheme of black metal. I know, um, that's, uh, the second wave is early 90s. Yeah. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, black metal is still, 
it, in the in the metal realm is still uh, young, not quite young. It's kind of middle aged mm-hmm. compared to thrash and classic metal, and even uh, I mean like doom metal. When you really consider the fact that Sabbath uh, was what their style was essentially doom. Um, so yeah, black metal is still fairly young, in in some ways. Um, I am further, I mean, like, it's real cool to see, like, the way things are going these days with the, like, the real, real, like, progressive stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like, expanding in every direction, every which way for no reason. Like, Definitely I love Definitely check out, uh, Isan. Like, the magic card? Ishan's shade? I, which I think that is even a reference to, like, some, the, the, uh, <laughs> like, uh, probably like something from Tolkien or something like that it, it's interesting because you, you mentioned that it that it seems to go every which way for for no reason but um, yeah I mentioned earlier uh, Bathory was really the the first to cement the the black metal sound you know mm-hmm. people will say that Venom is the first black metal band I won't argue it but they didn't create the sound no what they did was they help try to push forward for aggression. Yeah, I mean, the, you you can definitely see where it came from, and they were a heavy influence on the bands that created the sound. Mm-hmm. But um, was Venom like the hate breed of black metal? No, no. they're like a they're pretty much thrash. Do you know what I mean? Like a when punky I say that? thrash that yeah. they just were like, let's do a lot of distortion. Who's that Venom? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they like fit by prox by, and they did a lot of imagery like. Is Are they the crab walkers? <laughs> no. Oh, that's immortal, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotta get my shit straight. They didn't do the, the paint, like the corpse paint. Oh, they okay. just had like the like Dude, bonded shit. Like, like I love that shit. It is hilarious. The uh the thing with the thing with Bathory, he was I, I really credit uh I really credit him for creating the the black metal sound mm-hmm. in the early days. Uh and then like I mentioned with blood, fire, and death, um, it's it's the the turnover album where you mm-hmm. can start to hear what was legitimately the creation of Viking metal, and then the next album was Viking metal. So from the get go, the genre sort of had, despite a lot of the, the despite the fact that it's led to so many purists has always kind of had this spirit of progression and exploration, uh, which you then also heard in Emperor, who were the first yes. to really bring that symphonic synthesizer sound. So good. Yeah, I mean, like, Bathory included the, like, keyboard vocal choir thing, but it it was like, okay, so you know how, like, back in the day... It was kind of an day, afterthought, though. It was. It was almost like, you know how bass didn't really fit in until... Oh, I shouldn't say that, but, like, I guess a very trebly bass, that thwompy, like, jazzy sound put into a rock environment mm-hmm. kind of is a little off. I mean, it's, it's like, it's similar to that in the sense that, like, Emperor, when they employed it, it sounded so much more atmospheric, like almost Bodom, even though I'm sure they were just following in footsteps at that point. But it like, since I had previous experience with Bodom, that's what it mm. immediately was like. Wow, this has given me 
more of a full sound feel. I mean, it's real hard to hear over air guns, <laughs> especially black metal. Like especially, oh, yeah, especially the, black that metal frequency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, I would try and like step away and listen as best I could, but I could definitely tell that Emperor was just way more dynamic. Now here's uh, what's interesting, and Frank, I'm not sure, I don't know whether or not you're very familiar with uh, Psy, the Japanese black that metal was band. Fun. That was cool. I've heard of them, I've still yet to check them out. I'm amazed. Uh, start with Hail Horror Hail, mm-hmm. and just work your way through their albums. Uh, in my mind, still one of the most innovative black metal bands, but uh, I introduced Mike to them. Uh, so, yeah, he said a couple of things, but we can get a uh, first real reaction to some of what you heard on air, which is kind of cool. To Psy? Yeah. Well. I know you only heard about three tracks, but. I mean, that's about as much as I got a chance to listen to of yeah. Emperor and Bathory, but um, real quick back on the Bathory Emperor thing. I think I'm going to go back and listen to more Emperor. Yeah. Um, I can't say on Bathory because that feels like more of uh, worth acknowledging, but like for the truer fans, like I look, I feel like uh, at least listen to some of the albums even before this. Yeah, just to like uh, like tracks with like Satan, my master. Okay. And stuff like that. Like it's it's something I feel like uh, it's for like historical sake. It's something you should know. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, you're not okay. like an encyclopedic knowledge, but you should have heard it at some point. Um, and you may actually felt like the more you listen to stuff like that, the more I feel like it grows on you. Yeah, um, especially Blood, Fire, Death. But yeah, Emperor, uh, definitely. If you didn't listen to the whole album, absolutely uh, find a time when you get a chance to sit down and give that like your full attention start okay. to finish because that's one of those albums that's worth it maybe uh sit down with a nice barley wine ale as you do that <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should make that a thing at some point we should try to all get together and drink and listen to some fucking black metal yeah yeah the next podcast uh if we can so scheduling is a dick hole yeah but, uh so yeah um what do you what did you think of Sai? I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, I love the quirky things, mm-hmm. and um, the musicality was a lot looser. Like, uh, you know, you said that they go back rather far, or they're older, right? Like an older band. Yeah, I think uh, I think Hell Horror Hell was ninety. What do we Six? say? Ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean to associate to the black metal category I mean they definitely do vocally um, instrumentally they don't and I that's what I like it, it varies throughout yeah. the album you know um, the that opener is just really a fucking all out like that shit kicks ass yes um, it did but it's yeah I think uh, I think they'll fall right in your wheelhouse and they're a good while they're experimental you'll definitely hear where the black metal influence comes in uh, the more you dig through their discography. Well, and like I've said before, I'm a huge fan of Skeleton Witch. 
because that gives me something to latch on to. Like what I was um, mentioning the Frank earlier, the most difficult thing for me to deal with in black metal is I'm really rhythm driven. Like even if it's like a broken chaotic rhythm, like with Meshuggah, like I need something to kind of cling on to while I'm working through a song. With black dirt? metal, you're generally gonna get either like four four or just like a complete lack of rhythm. Well, right, <laughs> like with Emperor, like a lot of what I was feeling was like blast beats and just more of a really rushed pace. And like you said multiple times, multiple discussions we've had that this is, and like you had brought up earlier tonight, this music is kind of a spit in the face of expectation and like. It is not trying to be bright and happy in music. It's no. trying to be like the you know the music of Satan. So oh, it oh, is. It's, oh no, good. I was to say like especially like for me, um, like Dark Thrones, uh, like Under a Funeral Moon mm. or Transylvania Hunger. To me, it feels cold. Like listening to it, it's it it's feeling as opposed to say a rhythm. It's, it's yeah. atmosphere. It's. It's it's the point I kind of made earlier with like any form of extreme music, and I said like one of the one of the biggest examples being the Sex Pistols, who during a huge you know royal family ceremony hopped on a riverboat and performed at the ceremony and basically said fuck you to the queen, uh, and, and were like supposedly temporarily kicked out of the country for it like it's it's all exactly that it's all a giant fuck you it's all a giant like stop pretending everything's all right because it's fucking not and it's throwing it back in the face of uh all of these people who like to pretend there's not a gutter that's not there no it is and a lot of us are aware of it but uh getting into the black metal discussion the question I really wanted to pose, especially to Frank, because I think you're a little more well-versed on this than, am I, than I am. So here's my big, the big question I want to throw out there uh, to you and to any of the listeners who, who would like to respond. Would Mayhem be as big as Mayhem is if not for the Mayhem story? Probably not. That whole early scene thrived on extremity. It did, but let's say, you know, because... So a band was kind of judged by its action before its music? Well, there was a, okay. they were all part of the inner circle. That's, all of those guys were connected. They all hung out at the same fucking storefront that they had. It was uh, all very how, cultish. I was going to say, wasn't so the, it was was like the store a, Helvet or something like that, which yeah. is the word for hell? That was, was the record store with like black a giant, walls. Like a giant crew circle jerk. Very much. Almost more of a cult, though. Um, it's more of it also, like, there was a... Almost everyone also trying to, like, outdo. Ooh, prove themselves. Yeah. Even, you look at fucking, uh... Varg from fucking Burzum. Yeah. Um, I at mean, that he's time, the clearest example. Yeah, he, um... Is he um, the guy that's always sitting like in? No, a no, throne? that's Gorgoroth. Okay, because he, uh, <laughs> he's too I, much. I love him. Uh, <laughs> Varg Gorgoroth uh, with with Burzum, uh Obviously, he couldn't tour because he's one man. So instead, you know, bands have you know tour of whatever, and they list the cities that they've played at. Yeah, he handed out flyers where it's Count Grishnak coming to a church near you. 
and it was a Burzum Tour 92, and it was X's of the churches that he burned down. Like, yeah. He also, they, it's believed the, he murdered the, uh, the one dude, was it Euronymous? Yeah. From Mayhem, and it's believed it's a, it was a power struggle. He, the, the, realistically, he probably stabbed him, what was it, 47 times? Yeah, Jesus. His claim was that there was broken glass on the floor that he fell in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, believed... Yeah, I'd say it's probably... Because it's Euronymous <laughs> was seen as, like, the uh, top dog. Because um, Mayhem was, like, the shit. Right. But that's the thing. So looking at it, that's, you know, let's, let's remove the story and kind of look at it in, like, how you would look at those bands and looking back on their discographies, you know, like... And you can't talk about black metal without mayhem being brought up. No. You just can't. Even Dead, who didn't even fucking record an album, he toured and there was a bootleg album that had his fucking suicide picture on it. But people <laughs> like, people, he's the first singer people think of. And it's like, well, shit, you know they had like actual singers, like yeah. actual vocalists, right? Who were really involved in everything. But, uh. Yeah, so just looking at it musically, where do you think you would put Mayhem in that whole, like, in that whole fucking second wave inner circle of bands? They're one, they're still one of the, like... They're, they're, there's no denying that they're they're one of the tops, but, yeah. you know, are they, do they deserve I think the, the crown that they carry? One of the thing is, I think they do, because I almost feel like if that didn't happen... Um, would we even uh, Black Metal exploded almost because of that that's true like the insanity that happened in Norway um, like that second wave is kind of even what like I feel what gave that title it's uh, it's weight I guess well, that's true because I mean when you look at the first wave those guys are just performers right and what you had, pretty much, at least most people believe, is you had angry kids in Norway getting a hold of that stuff and taking it for, like, reality. Yeah, that's true. And got some angry kids, some Satan music, and, well, we we're going to be more aggressive than they were. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you've got a really good point there. Yeah. Um, I think that's solid. I mean... They really embodied what black metal was, is. Yes. Was. It was... Yeah. Anything past that point is a storytelling of what it was. Right? I mean, am I getting that right? Because it can't be what it is, otherwise it can't be. You can't continue on with just yeah, mayhem I guess, and anarchy. You know, it's it's one of those things where I was trying to pose the question of of removing the music from the the occurrences, but you really can't because that's no. what was fueling them almost. Well, like, it's just it was their point, right? Yeah. I mean, like you know, hardcore kicked out the Nazis and then had bad fallout afterwards, and like, but the point was to kick out the bad guys. Like, yeah, that's so what you got to remember about it. 
like as far as black metal like their point was rebellion well, right it, it was yeah and against one of the things that was very <clears throat> easy for them uh to see was which was christianity and they saw it as an invader in yes. their homeland as far as i understand it yes yeah i mean the ends don't justify the means or no. or something like that but um that was the point but i still think as far as the as far as the the second wave bands for me the three that uh as far as sound wise that were like the important ones it's going to be obviously emperor mayhem and dark throne yeah i thought dark throne made a place yes there. They like under a funeral moon to me is like that's my like black metal album that's the okay. one that I heard that I was like this yeah that's fair I, I have a hard time arguing with that uh, with that trinity if you will I, I don't think I would actually I an emperor is definitely my top mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah, it's a weird fucking thing, man. That whole like, it's as interesting to read basically the Wikipedia of it as it is to listen to the music. Now, where does American black metal fall, or really anything other than Norwegian? Um, well, it depends. Like, I know with Psy, um, they basically got the fucking cosign from a lot of the Norwegian bands. Yeah, like wasn't uh, Skeleton Witch like still even after Psy? Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean Skeleton, which isn't they're they're pretty far from like pure black metal. It, it's, oh yeah, it's an no, element of what they do. But like when you're talking more about uh, U.S. But as black far as metal, older bands today, they're getting up in the years too. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. But um, as far as you as black metal, you know, uh, for the longest time, the purists would just call it all poser shit. I'm sure, <laughs> they, yeah, dude. I'm sure. I mean, they still largely do. Uh, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not super... You know, the the big band that I think most people think of when you think of U.S. black metal is Wolves in the Throne Room. They mm-hmm. seem to have made the biggest name for themselves, uh, especially being, like, very against the ideals of a lot of the black metal purists. They're, like, <laughs> they're, like super earth-friendly, like, fucking vegan anti-Nazis who live on a farm. And, yeah, like, but they support eco-terrorists. Like, right, but, yeah. It's, so in it's, that sense, they're in the extremity factor. Oh, of course, yeah. I, well, even their whole, like, living on this weird, like, abandoned farm deal. But, you know, it, as far as it, as being in line with the, a lot of the black metal ideals, which... Uh, that I have favorite totalitarian state. I, I have to warn you in advance to be cautious as you travel through the field of black metal because a lot of it is incredibly Nazi. Uh, oh no, trust me. And, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clear everything past you guys first because well, I'm already, I'm already a little bit apprehensive to listen to any of the original stuff because it's like I'm not really trying yeah, to. Well, listen, it's tough because it's it's easy to point fingers at Varg and Burzum and be like, "Fuck that shit! I'm not listening to that horrible racist." But you enjoyed Emperor, right? You really like that album. From well, what you heard. I've been apprehensive. But you but you liked Emperor. Uh, at face value. 
okay. I mean, their music, their their music has almost nothing to do with like social views. It's but doesn't just it? dark satanic shit. Yeah, uh, but I mean, would you buy Hitler's paintings if they were really good? Well, right, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, so I don't know whether or not you're aware of this with Emperor, because it's easy, it slipped my mind, because I was so caught up in avoiding Burzum, but the <laughs> fucking drummer from Emperor, like, fucking stabbed some dudes for being gay in the woods. Yep. Uh, okay, so that did happen? That happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, yeah. Um. There was a whole slew of shit that happened back like it wasn't just limited to See, that's why burning. I feel very comfortable like I could hug skeleton witch yeah it's difficult though because it's <laughs> like no I, I feel like if I go back and traipse through the world of black metal it would be to kind of observe history it's um it was a bit of a horror show I mean like everyone obviously remembers the church burnings that's the main thing um, yeah, but, but I was aware was of the stabbings the, beyond the just murders, like mayhem and the, stuff. The uh, grave desecration, like <laughs> yeah, those, those dirty fucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is like real deal, fucking ritualistic shit. Like they were heavies, man. They didn't fuck around. So it's one of those things where, like, if you enjoy the music, if you enjoy the music that came from it, you have to be aware of it. And I even like. I'll praise uh, in the Nightside Eclipse all fucking day, despite what happened with that incident, because it's just, it's such a fucking, uh, a groundbreaking album that led to a lot of, like, I don't know that we'd have Children of Bodom if not for that fucking album. Oh, right, Children of Bodom's first album is damn near black metal, like. Yeah. And it, you when know, I was little, that. I thought that was black metal. I was like, ooh, I'm listening to some crazy shit. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be, a lot of people's... Uh, I still like that. I still like their first few. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I love their first couple. I still love the first couple in Flames albums. Like, a lot of that shit I still listen to. Um, shit. You threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I do. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say is um like sometimes like people's gateway into black metal is not is usually not the second wave stuff. Like it's usually something along the lines of like Dimu Borgir or something uh, like that. Yeah. Like the Dimu's cool. Dimu's I mean very cool. Yeah. But like obviously purest be or like, or I'm sure fucking cradle like turned yes. a whole bunch of people around. To, and I, I don't like stuff. Yeah. I still don't like cradle. I'm sorry. I know you don't. I think they're fucking pricks. Oh, I look, dude. I'm not a fan either. Uh, uh, I feel like a large majority of their career, where uh, a lot of these, like we talk about the second wave, and it's all it's all sincerely shocking. Mm-hmm. But they weren't doing it necessarily for that. These dudes were just fucking out of their minds right. so like the shock value did kind of come secondary but with with cradle it were like i'm not gonna knock the first couple albums because they're, they're the, musically they're the, sonically they're good albums but i feel like from the beginning of their career they were out there to make it purely off of shock value and i think they were 
off the bat kind of pushing for a larger audience. I don't want to say it's necessarily like a sellout thing, but it's kind of like I do feel like they were trying to sell that culture to a larger audience. I was going to say, even towards their later albums, you don't think they were trying to blatantly cash in? Oh, towards the later albums, definitely. uh, I don't think anyone will argue that. No. Um, Probably. See, that's what I'm curious about. I don't want to start an entirely new discussion, but, I mean, we could shelf that one for later, but that's what I'm apprehensive about with Ghost. Like, I really liked Meliora. I thought that was a decent album. Um... But with their newer track and their whole thing, I'm just like, is this the new hymn? Is this, I mean, like, I, I, it's almost like taboo to talk about him anymore. For me, it's always been taboo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I grew up watching CKY, and I thought me Bam too, was cool for I a little while. I hated him. Ah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, CKY, I still fucking love to death. The band. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I, I meant the. No, I know what you're talking about. Okay. What I'm saying as far like they brought a lot. There was a lot of good music on that Turbo Negro, CKY. Like there's yeah. really fucking good shit. Uh, him, I just always fucking hated. Just <laughs> always thought it was. But it was like bullshit. it was pop doom. That's all. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I'd. I'd Totes. I'd, I'd have. <laughs> you know what? I will. I will go back and listen to an album this week, and I'll come back with my comments on it because at the moment, I it's it's so pushed out of Dude, my memory. It was for little goth girls to get all fucking creamed up over. <laughs> You're not wrong there, but let me let me let me come back with an objective all right. uh, discussion on him on. The him, him ghost comparison because I don't dislike ghosts, but I never was really a hater on the hate train. Well, here's for him. here's the difference. I think I think ghost was a really cool idea that started out with very pure intentions, and I don't know. I don't necessarily know that those are even gone, but I think it's one of those things that picked up so much fucking steam that they can't stop now. And at this point, it could very well turn into like, well. That's why I phrased it as I'm curious, because it's like, I want to see how they handle themselves with their, like, newfound amazo popularity. Here's here's what we really have to, if if they start losing the sort of satanic gimmick, then you know it's a fucking, it's over, man, but we'll see. I meant to, uh, you were talking about earlier with the the second wave guys never really doing anything for uh, shock value. Um, I feel like a lot of, I don't know if this would be shock value, but like a lot of the things that they did outside of the music was, was to get every Christian upset. Who's that? Yes. To make them I, cry that? pretty much. Yeah. Who's but that? Here, Huh? Who's that? The uh, second wave black metal yeah. guys. And, uh, I, and I don't disagree, but I think that was part of the culture at the time that it was part of their rebellion. Mm-hmm. That was what they were trying to do. It was, and yes, it may have brought attention to them, but I think what they cared more about was, was that using an artistic you. means to throw up a middle finger at this culture that they felt was oppressive. Whereas I don't feel that necessarily, even with their uh, Jesus was a cunt T-shirt, I don't feel that's they necessarily that what they Cradle did wear to the Vatican. Going for. Like, yeah, of course, that's throwing shit in people's faces, but, like, I think it was more about the shock factor first and the mm. rebellion factor second. I get what you're saying. 
I mean, they definitely made publicity off of that. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. It's That t-shirt is still talked about. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. How often does a band have a t-shirt that becomes a part of their fucking mythos, if you will? Yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah, I was talking earlier with a uh, buddy I work with, Potsy, about Ramstein <laughs> and, and their long, long list of allegations. And I weirdness. He was convinced they were Nazis. I'm like, dude, no, they're no, not fucking no, no, Nazis, no. dude. Like, no, trust far me. Far from. They're yeah. they're in they're massively satirical, which is that's difficult what I try, to understand. That's what I was trying to explain. Like, all this stuff that was coming up on the internet for a quick like proof was like some people are like, oh, they're obviously Nazis. I'm like, see, pots. These are the people that don't understand satire. I uh, remember when me and my brother were a little bit younger. I had been like. I was in like fourth grade, so my brother was in like sixth grade, and he got a Ramstein album, and it's all in German. My dad's like, "Hold on," he's like, "He's like, before, hold on." He's like, "Didn't we just beat them like a few years ago?" <laughs> no, he was like, he's like, "Before you go listening to us, he's like, let me figure out like what's going on what here." About, and he like start looking up like lyric translations, whatnot. And he's like, "Oh, they're like against that." Wait, stuff. when the first Ramstein album came out, or no, like not the first internet one. time. We started inter- you started internet. The first Ramstein album dropped, and I don't think I could get on AOL. I don't know. We could. Yeah, maybe I you couldn't, but... My dad had, like, a computer and whatnot. Pretty. I've always had a computer, but I don't know that the internet happened when the first Ramstein nah, album happened. That was, like, fucking middle school. I definitely had the fucking internet at that point. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Um, But he was looking it up on something. I don't yeah. fucking... And... He's like, he's like <laughs> on something. And he's like, oh, okay. They're kind of against everything I was worried about. Carry on. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. First time I heard that album, I was. The album like, wow, I was listening to was uh, Senshut or whatever, however fuck you say. The one with Book Dish and Duhast. And okay, yeah, that's the first one that I heard. Yeah. I remember first hearing Book Dish and just being like, what? Yeah. My 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 roommate and his friend are are. Big, 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 big Rammstein fans, like huge, and uh, fucking. I mean, they went to see the. They went up to New York to see them. Oh, which I'm still jealous of because they their stage performance. I don't know if I want to see that show. Oh, I'd go to see it in a heartbeat, man. I mean, I'd also go to see Gigi Allen if I had okay. the opportunity, but I've. I don't know how true this is, but I heard something about like. A dildo going up one of their probably yeah I told you about the the limited release thing oh that yeah they about did, the right? yeah yep yeah the cast of their cocks yeah he <laughs> he yeah Jokesters. I know someone who owns that because fucking only Germans god damn it oh they're hysterical man I mean I watching um watching interviews with uh i can never remember his name that's what started the whole conversation with me me and eric earlier i was trying to just show him that video where it starts out i like to fire and i never got to it because we ended up getting wrapped up in the whole fucking debacle of their bullshit well funny i know i've told you this i know i've told you the story about that okay so one of my buddies years ago was into like dance music and for whatever reason at one point he said somebody's like some weird German dance music and I was like what's weird about that he's like happy hardcore and he was like cause he's like they do stuff like just touch my junk <laughs> I was like and, and as he's pelvic thrusting I'm like alright years later when we're 
doing the videos and you find Lindman put a video on and it just starts up with a close up of his mouth like I like I like to fuck. I was like, yeah. all that ran through my head was just touch my junk, and I was like, Jesus Christ! That was one of the best. That was one of the best fucking album promos I've ever seen. Yeah, seriously though, like they still got it. Well, fuck. we've been all over the goddamn map yeah. with this discussion. Um, Frank, what? It's. Uh, does anyone else have anything? Anything at all to add? Nah, not really. Are you, are you looking for any black metal recommendations? Uh, no, I think we need to, as a group, conspire and figure that out. Okay. All right. Because right. I think uh, this could be a good opportunity for any of our listeners who are also not familiar to kind of take this this trip through this shit with you. Yeah. Shit. So. Or if there's anything I need to listen to that you think I need to listen to. Come on, people. One time's not gonna kill you. You won't get hooked after one time. Come on. Yeah, drop one comment. <laughs> Come on, we're getting desperate. Yeah, so guys, if the you're first not familiar, one's free. <laughs> if you're not familiar, check out some battery and some member. Uh, and next week we'll bring in some more suggestions. And uh, or the band Some Girls. It's a grind band. Okay. For all y'all out there. Oh, okay. Or sex positions. Another one, free. <laughs> or check out Magruder Grind and Charles Bronson. Or uh, we could go on that. And Albatross. I was gonna say, anytime I hear Grind, all I think about might by some other. There's a porno grindcore band that have a song "Tongue Punch My Dirt Star." And Albatross has an album called "Tongue Punch My Dirt." Laser Viking. That's awesome. It is. I forgot about them. <sighs> yeah. well, anyway, uh, Frank, I think I see something coming up. Do you? I'd... I do too. I notice it as well. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, let me uh put on here. Let me let me pull out my manual. <laughs> yes. We are arriving. <laughs> what is that sound? I'm going through a, I'm going through a fucking through a book really fast. <laughs> Slurping some cotton balls. <laughs> How's he supposed to make that noise? No, it was fine. I just also at the same time it was silly. But with that, we have arrived at, according to this encyclopedia, we have arrived at our destination. I don't think that's how it works. And it is now safe to undo your seatbelts. Goodbye. Good night, ladies. <laughs>